Looking at our world from a theological perspective, this is the Theology Central Podcast, making Theology Central. Good afternoon, everyone. It is Wednesday, January the 26th, 2022. It is currently 4.33 p.m. Central Time, and I'm still here in the empty sanctuary of Victory Baptist Church, still here in Ovalo, Texas. I, I had every intention to pack up and leave. I had every intention. I, that that was the plan. I decided after the last live broadcast, I've already done three hours of live broadcasting, that, that I, I'm just going to pack up and move on. And then I'm like, well, no, because I, I as soon as I got off the air, I, I, I grabbed my iPad and I looked down and a new article appeared uh, at Christianity Today, ChristianityToday.com. A new article popped up, uh, published January the 26th, 2022. That's obvious because it's new in the West today. And I looked at it and I'm like, no, 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 no. Not that again. Really? Not that again. I addressed this years and years and years ago. And you're telling me it's still making its way through Christianity. Now it's showing up. Uh, you know, a Christianity Today is talking about it on January the 26th, 2022. Didn't we finish discussing that? I don't know. It feels like five years ago. I I, I don't even, I would have to even look at how long ago I I, I discussed it. It's interesting because the, the I know you're saying, what, what are you talking about? Just, just stay with me. I think it was, I think it was the Edify Christian podcast app when it was first released. I think the very first sermon I ever heard on the Edify Christian podcast was a sermon promoting the use of, are you ready for it? Are you ready for it? Promoting the use, let's see, have you ever heard this word? Promoting the use of? Enneagram. The Enneagram. The Enneagram. Have you ever heard of that? One more time. Enneagram. Enneagram. Yeah, Enneagram, Enneagram. Literally, the very first sermon on the Edified Christian Podcast, that was a sermon saying, all right, guys, the Enneagram, this is this great thing. It's awesome. It's amazing. And I was like, wait, what is this? And so here we are, 2022, Christianity Today. The very top article that showed up was on the Enneagram. But I, I, I clicked on the article and it wasn't an actual article. It's a podcast. So a new podcast episode that's being promoted by Christianity Today, just dropped on the Enneagram. And I'm like, really? Are we still talking about it? So let me let me back up and do this. Now, in this episode, here's what we're going to do. We're just going to try to just basically, I'm just going to try to just get us started. I'm not, I'm not going to try to go very long with this. What I will do is I'm going to probably, if I can, I'm going to grab this podcast episode. And if I can, I will embed it at theologycentral.net in the blog section. So you will hear the rest of, uh, of when I say the, the podcast episode, the podcast episode that dropped at Christianity Today. I will try to see if I can get the embed code, embed it on our blog at theologycentral.net or theologycentral.com. I don't know why I said .net. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's Theology Central. Uh, Did I say it right? No, theologycentral.net. It is theologycentral.net. Theologycentral.net. And it'll be in the blog section and you can finish listening to it because I'm not going to be able to review the whole thing. There's no way. It's well over an hour long. I may... Uh, I, I may come back and do a part two. It just depends on how this first part goes. But I want to I start this way. Here's what I want to do, right? I think this is very important. The Christian life clearly 
is filled with much struggle, difficulty, and sin. There's just no way to get around. Look at 2,000 years of church history and get Christians struggle. Christians fall into sin. Churches split. Christian marriages fall apart. Christian families dis- disintegrate. Dis- dis- there's struggle. There's problems. Now, even though the church constantly preaches, you come to Jesus, everything has changed. You're a new creature. And they say that not about your position, but practice practically, almost as if the old nature is completely eradicated and you, you know, you can obey God, you can stop sinning. And then they will turn around and say, however, you, you, you still have a sinful nature. Well, if I'm a new creature and old things are passed away, why do I still have a sinful nature? Why do you tell me that I can still sin? And it's this really weird schizophrenic, you know, you have the power, you can do it, but you're never going to be perfect and you're still going to sin. How does this work? And Because of that reality of mixed messages and the reality of just your own struggle and sin, Christianity is always looking for the next answer to everything, right? Okay, you need to do this, and then you can understand yourself, and you need to do this, and you can have victory, and you need, if you'll you'll follow this program, if you'll follow this idea. And the Christian publishing world always loves to push these things out. Hey, this is what you need. This is what you need. You need to understand this. You need to understand that. And the books will sell, you know, a bazillion copies. They'll be used in small groups, Sunday school. It doesn't matter what it is. You can just go through whether the purpose-driven life was going to fix all of your problems, whether the prayer of Jabez was going to fix everything, whether the five love languages was going to finally help you understand all of your relationships and resolve everything, whatever the case may be, or a bunch of people sitting around in a small group, a small, uh, a small group with a whiteboard, everyone trying to figure out what their spiritual gift was. Whatever the case may be, Christianity has always got this new thing that's going to revolutionize your life. It's going to fix it. It's going to change it. And then once that quote unquote revolution has sold as, as all the product it can sell, well, then everyone moves on and they're the same people with the same struggles and the same sins when supposedly their life was revolutionized by the product they bought that was, per- that was published or pushed by the Christian industrial you know, publishing complex. I know that sounds very cynical, but that's just the way it works. This, this is it. This will fix it. So I understand the desire for, to constantly look for the next new thing, the next thing that will fix it. But the Enneagram has... I don't know how widespread its use is. I'm just like, really, this is this is the solution. And I'm I have a very oh, I have a very um how can I say this? It the any any discussion about the Enneagram, any discussion about it, anytime I see the Enneagram or or start thinking about it, I I I just I I just my mind goes to a completely different subject. And I'll, I will try to relate the two because whenever I, if I say it now, some of you be like, well, that's just ridiculous. How could he even say that? Because there may be people who listen to this who think the Enneagram is the key to one's spiritual growth. Um, because everyone thinks that there, there's always that next thing. You can tell me, is the Enneagram talked about in your church? Has it been promoted in your church? If so, how has the reaction been? I would like to know. Maybe you're like, think the Enneagram is the answer to everything, right? Um, and you can let me know what your thoughts are, newsif at yahoo.com. But what we're going to do is I'm just going to, again, I haven't heard this podcast, obviously. I just downloaded the audio. and We're just going to start listening to it and just kind of introduce this and see 
are are they going to approach the Enneagram as like, hey guys, this is this is problematic? Or are they going to say, man, this is completely compatible with Christianity, and this is the thing that we've needed? Like Christianity has been missing the Enneagram. If we would have found the Enneagram 2,000 years ago, we would have fixed all of our problems. Now, you could ask why didn't Jesus give us the Enneagram in the Bible, but that that's a whole different subject. So let's just jump in and see what they have to say. Here we go. Hello, this is Russell Moore. You're listening to The Russell Moore Show, brought to you by the Public Theology Project at Christianity Today. And every week we explore conversations and questions from a Christian perspective. And I've been really looking forward to today's uh, conversation. Stop right there. Well, that's why it's promoted by Christianity Today. It's connected to Christianity Today. So Christianity Today, clearly then they would be in, they, they would be in agreement. Now, whatever he's going to say about the Enneagram, whatever he's going to say about it, clearly they are, they're giving what he, I'm assuming what they're saying, what he's saying, they're giving it a thumbs up or they probably wouldn't be promoting it or allowing it, right? So Christianity Today, either they're going to be like all for the Enneagram or they're going to offer warnings about it. Let's see, because I don't know. I, I, I have a feeling, I have a suspicion, I have a suspicion, but I, I'm not going to say. Here we go. We are talking to Ian Cron, who is a therapist. He's an Episcopal priest. He's uh, an author. And he has a new book out called The Story of You, an Enneagram Journey to Becoming Your True Self. And Ian... Oh, my goodness. We have a therapist... I think he's an Episcopalian priest un, un, uncovering or discovering the real you. This is the guide to help you become your true self, your true self. What is your true self? And the Enneagram, obviously, I guess, is going to be the, the tool that we need to discover our true selves. Now, I will just let you know your true self is a depraved Center. That's that's what your true self is. And the last thing you need to do is discover your true self. The biblical thing would not be you need to discover your true self. You need to die to self, deny self, and stop following self. So the biblical idea would not be discover the true self, would be die to the true self and find your identity in Christ. So, uh, oh boy, oh boy. And this is on Christianity Today. Oh boy. All right, maybe, maybe I'm jumping the gun. Maybe, maybe I'm jumping the gun. All right, so patience is a virtue. Sometimes I'm not patient. So let me just be patient. Let them see. One of the reasons I don't like taking clips from podcasts is because when you do that, you make misrepresent. I like to let them, I like to give them the ability to say everything they want to say. So, we're going to find out what they have to say. This is off to a very questionable start, all right? Seeming to use terminology that to me goes against the very theology of Scripture. But I could be wrong. Maybe maybe they're using that language but are going to actually deviate and turn it right into a very, 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 very biblical way of thinking. Let, let, let's see. Here we go. Thanks for being here on the show. Russell, nothing is more fun than being on a podcast with a friend. Yeah. Well, I think we're going to have a good time. Uh, I have to tell you, sometimes I cringe when I think about the first time that I ever met you <laughs> because we were over at a mutual friend's house, uh, Andrew Peterson's house, and 
you know, everybody was just, this is Ian, this is you know, so-and-so. And it's, it's it, I, I really wasn't, as, as I often do, I wasn't putting uh, names of people that I meet with people that I have read. And you mentioned something that I had written or said somewhere about the Enneagram. And then I stood there talking about the Enneagram for several minutes to you, and you sort of nodded your head, and then we went on talking about other things uh, later. And then it wasn't until later, Ian, Ian, oh, that was Ian Cron. I told my <laughs> wife, I said, I, I feel like I was sitting there uh, explaining to Johnny Cash what a guitar is or something <laughs> like that. And so I said, Okay, I guess gotta inter- I gotta interrupt. Okay, I guess it's kind of a funny story, kind of a funny story. But I think this is gonna give. I think this is going in a direction where it's gonna be all promote any enneagram. But I just I just have to point this out because it's just funny as a podcaster. All right, so I do thousands. I mean, I don't even know how many thousands of episodes I have done. Right, and so I I sit in an empty room with a laptop and a microphone completely by myself and I do everything. The podcast, I just looking at on the podcast page for the podcast that you're listening to right there. I just want you to show how most podcasts are done. I can't say most, a lot of them. This is what, this is what goes in to that podcast. Here are the credits. Chief creative officer, Eric Petrick, executive producer and host, Russell Moore, director of podcast, Mike Cosper, Production Assistants, Core Media, Coordinator, Beth uh, Grab- Grabernort, I guess is how you would say the name, Producer and Audio Mixer, Kevin Duthu, Associate Producer, Abby Perry. That's all the people that go in <laughs> to putting together that podcast. That blows my mind because I am... <laughs> Uh, it's just me in an empty room in the middle of nowhere, Texas. Now, the only difference is they, they have maybe some a better intro. Now, I for money, I could buy I could pay for a better intro. I could pay for a better intro, but it just seems that's a lot of that's a lot of people going in to produce a podcast episode. It, it really, I mean, re- does it require all of that just to go, hey, well, hey, you wrote a book on the Enneagram? You want to be on my podcast? All right, get here, let's talk. Do, do I need all? That's just insane. It, but you could probably argue, listen to the quality of their podcast versus the quality of yours. You definitely need some help. Probably I do, but it's just, I just saw that and it's just absolutely amazing. All right, let, let's, let's, let's get, that's just, that's a lot of people to produce a podcast. All right, here we go. Still, we'll think about that all of the time. Uh, one of the things that I wanted to talk to you about today that really is around this book, this is the, I think, the second second book, right, that you've written on the Enneagram. On the Enneagram, Yeah, yes. you've written uh, Chasing Francis and other things, but this is the second one on the Enneagram. Road Back to You, uh, which became a wildfire uh, going all over the place, people reading it, and now this new one on the story of you. Let's start by just talking about the Enneagram, because I know that... Okay, we got to stop right here. So he's written, what, I guess, uh, two books, two books, The Road Back to You and The Story of You, all right, by Ian Cron. 
Ian Cron, the road back to you and the story of you. Please note, you, 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 you. To me, the Bible says, die to self, deny self. And this is like the road back to you. The, the story of you. This is all about you. To me, just, just from the start, I hate to say this, this seems to be per- promoting a religion completely contradictory to biblical Christianity. Biblical Christianity is crucify yourself, die to self, deny self, put others before yourself. Don't even follow yourself. This seems to this seems to be like no. This is all about you. So I'm already a little concerned. Clearly, this is going. Clearly, this is going to. I mean, someone who's written two books on the subject. Clearly, this is going to be all about promoting the enneagram. If I can say it correctly. Here we go. There are some people in sort of my tribe of evangelical Christianity who are really nervous uh, about the enneagram, and and some of them will say, "Well, I've heard that it." It started in something occultic, or uh, they'll say, I heard that it started in a really mystical form of Catholicism, and is that really compatible with what I believe? And so just explain to us, for people who are kind of curious, what is the Enneagram? Sure. The, The Enneagram is an ancient personality typing system that teaches there are nine basic personality styles in the world. Uh, one of which we gravitate toward and adopt in childhood and just as a way to cope, uh-huh. to feel safe, to protect ourselves, and to n- navigate the new world of relationships, right, that yeah. we're now encountering. And each of those types really has an unconscious uh, underlying belief uh, uh-huh. that powerfully influences how that type predictably and habitually acts, thinks, and feels from moment to moment on a daily basis. And you say ancient. Um, where where does it come from? So we, we believe, right, yeah. uh, that the Enneagram's roots uh, can be traced back to the desert mothers and fathers in the Christian tradition. Mm-hmm. There was a, a well-known monk named Evagrius Ponticus uh, who actually was... Uh, in some ways, responsible for the seven deadly sins, as we as we know yeah. them now, uh, who uh, began using a primitive form of the Enneagram uh, in spiritual formation with young novice, novice monks, mm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so it does have uh, Christian roots. Mm-hmm. Now, it then branched off into all, you know, as you know, out in the desert of, you know, Syria 1,600 yeah. years ago, I mean, there are all kinds of people wandering around. And so, yes, it took circuitous routes. Yeah. Uh, nobody really wrote about the Enneagram until the 70s. It was something that the Jesuits used uh, mm-hmm. in their spiritual formation program with young uh, priests-to-be, mm-hmm. right? Uh, but in the maybe the late 70s, early 80s, uh, it was first published about uh, because it had been used in Jesuit retreat centers and on retreats. And people yeah. were like, holy smoke, what is this thing? Yeah, It's so uncannily accurate. It's so accessible. It's so helpful on the spiritual journey. So I, I try to assuage people's anxieties um, uh, about it. I tell them it's the Enneagram, not the pentagram. <laughs> Don't panic, yes, people. Yes, it's yes. all right. Yes. And it's so fascinating, speaking of Christianity today, the, the, the week that the, the Road Back to You came out, mm-hmm. the first publication to review it was Christianity Is Today. Is that right? A mm-hmm. week after it came out. And it was a really glowing uh, um, 
review. And I've written several books, Chasing Francis, about St. Francis of Assisi, uh-huh. uh, an, another one which was a memoir. I received more criticism in emails for those books than I did for The Road Back to You really? or So Far, The Story of You. So it, apparently yeah. mainstream evangelicals yeah. haven't had too much of a problem for it, yeah. but I think people out on the tails – uh, very, very people to the right of evangelicals, probably. Yeah. Uh, are well, more and I, I, I think there are some. Um, I hear from people who are mainstream evangelicals in churches who are, who are nervous about what they see as fads mm. because if, if something's new, they as uh, to them, they assume, well, is this just something that's going to blow through and blow out, and should I invest a lot of time uh, in it, or? As as one person said, you know, is this – are all of these personality types basically kind of the theme of Disney movies, find yourself, be your true and authentic self, which is – uh, quite a bit different uh, from a message that comes uh, in the Bible of you must be born again. There's there's judgment uh, for sin, and so people are nervous. If I if I sort of use this tool, am I am I kind of um, moving away from a biblical understanding of sin and grace toward a what Charles Taylor would say an expressive individualism? Mm. And so there. Okay, now. If you're going to mention the Bible, don't just mention be born again. Mention the fact that the Bible tells you to deny self, die to self, and stop following self. That, that like, if you're if you're going to say anything about Christianity, at least do that. But let me just make sure you understand this. The Enneagram is a personality type. Basically, it's to discover your personality type, right? There, I think he, I think he said, I, I, and I forget. There's like nine basic personality types, and you got to figure out which personality type you are. So it's all about looking at. Hey, you do this test to just figure. Oh, that's my personality type. Oh, that's what I am. I'm an enneagram, whatever, right? I used to have them all written down and have it all. I don't have all the information from me because this was an impromptu. Just jump in. If I had my producers and associate producers, they would have me all ready to go, but I don't have any of that. I just saw that this dropped and immediately wanted to respond to it in real time because that's what I try to do. So we can we can dig into it a little bit more if anybody needs to, but this, this is what I was going to say earlier. Whenever I think of the Enneagram, it makes me so immediately think of basically astrology. Are you a Pisces? Are you an Aries? Are, 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 which, which, uh, astrology, which astro, which astrology sign are you, right? Which, which sign of astrology do you find yourself? And, and you can get these books called, um, I think Linda Goodman wrote many, and I used to have these books and read them all the time because they are fascinating. Let me make it very clear. It's, it's fascinating because you can get a book about a Pisces. Okay. I'm born March the 2nd, so I'm a Pisces and you can look up all things and it'll, it will describe the Pisces boss, the Pisces husband, the Pisces child, the Pisces this. And, and it is uncanny and how like, whoa, that seems to describe me. That's very accurate. That's very accurate. And then it will say, okay, if you're a Pisces and you're married to this, a person of this astrology sign, they're like this. And it, all of it's fascinating. And many times it's very, 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 very accurate. You can say, oh, when, when's your birthday? Oh, okay. And you can say, well, 
And you can start describing it. Are you like this? And, and they'll be like, wow, how do you know all of this about me? And it'll be like, well, I, I just read the, the Sun Signs by Linda Goodman. I, and, you, and, you, and, and you can look at that. Now, the problem is why Christians will stay away from that is because, well, the Bible condemns astrology. And they'll say, okay, well, I can't, I can't look to that. And the stars don't determine how I live. And so, so they will reject that. But in me, the Enneagram is really the same concept right? Here, if, if, here's your, say, if you're like this, 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 this is your personality type. Well, okay, let's say, just for argument's sake, that the Enneagram is the greatest tool ever to determine your personality type, right? Right? Okay, great. Now, now I've, I discovered my personality type. What do I do with that information? Spiritually, because what I need to do is not figure out my personality type. I need to figure out how the things in my personality are contrary to the word of God and die and repent and take on the identity of Christ and not the identity of self. Isn't Christianity moving away from self to Christ? Isn't it dying, denying self to become more Christ-like? Isn't it not discovering me more, but following Christ more? Is it not about understanding myself more, but glorifying God more? Now, there are some things that can help you in understanding yourself. But to me, the only thing you need to understand yourself is the truthfulness of what you feel and your motivations so that you can be convicted by scripture and change them, not so much understanding my personality type. But... I, I, well, let's just go a little further. I'm not going to go much longer. Okay, just, just, I just wanted us to let you know that this is out there. You can go to Christianity Today. It's right there on the front page. It's called Ian Cron Answers Your Enneagram Questions. And again, I'm, um, I don't know if there's an embed code here. Let me see here. Uh, there's a link. Uh, hang on, there's a share button. Does it give me a... No, that's the WhatsApp. That, okay, I don't have that app, so I can't share it on that. Um, yeah, they don't have... They do not have an embed code. So what I um, so you can just go to Christianity Today. I don't know why they don't have an embed code. Go uh, go to uh, hang on. Maybe do they have an embed code here? Yes, they do. All right. I will post this at theologycentral.net. I will post this there so that you can listen to it. Go listen to everything they have to say. Maybe we'll come back to this. I will. We'll have to to some level. But um, man, I, I just can't believe the enneagram is still like. Why are Christians look? I don't know. Let's just continue. Have some concerns and worries about that. What what would you say to them? Well, interestingly enough, what I think distinguishes the Enneagram from other typologies, and I would include in that Disk and Colby and Hogan and uh, Myers Briggs, uh, uh, Strengths Finders, whatever, all of which are useful tools, right? Self knowledge is an important uh, feature of the human life, right? The development of self knowledge. Uh, is that it actually reveals to you what that what's best about you is what's worst about you. It reveals that you have, uh, in many ways, uh, a particular core sin mm-hmm. that uh, repeatedly trips you up. Mm-hmm. Uh, it it reveals to you the work that oh that we think that God has at least in some part of your life. Right, Enneagram isn't magic. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Uh, in the book, I actually have a quote that I love from the statistician George Box. Uh, he he says, "All models are wrong, but some are useful." Mm. And listen, every yeah. model is wrong, whether in economics or in psychology, right? Yeah. Because they're imprecise, yeah. uh, and so, uh, but they're useful. You yeah. got to start somewhere, yeah. right? Yeah, and and it at least for me, it 
it helped me to have a category to think about why some people in my life are, are so different uh, from me in the way that they hear things and the way that they react to things. And so I remember one night, uh, you and I are, are part of this uh poetry reading group, uh, and we were together uh, one night, and I'm a, in, an Enneagram 4, so are you, so we're, I think, two other people. Yeah, we have in a lot group. in that group. <laughs> yeah, and so as, we're, as we were talking, uh, someone brought up some really, really hard uh, life past things, and, and sort of that, that became the topic of conversation, and at the end of it, someone said, well, uh, we've spent a lot of time talking about tragic and, and, and awful and melancholy things. So for an Enneagram 4, a really fun night. That's right. It was helpful for me to understand why, uh, say, I, say an 8, an Enneagram 8, sort of the um, challenger kind of a, a person, I, I would sometimes receive the way they were interacting as rude uh, or maybe even confrontational. This gave me an understanding of saying, okay, I can, I can kind of filter and interpret what they're trying to, to do mm-hmm. or why someone might be especially conflict diverse. Uh, it, it was just a, it, it helps me to have a category to know how to start to talk to that person. Yes. And hopefully it, it uh, arouses compassion Mm-hmm. And empathy. It also gives you tools to better love that person, to better challenge uh, mm-hmm. that person in a sensitive but but emotionally wise way. Yeah. Uh, and so, look, I does it help you love better? Yes, I think that's a yeah. gospel virtue, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so, uh, I think it feathers well with the gospel, and I think everything about it is continuous with the message of Jesus. I, yeah. I don't, I don't have any anxiety uh, with that at all. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, they think it somehow helps you love people more. I, I, I guess, I guess if I know everyone's personality, oh, you're an Enneagram eight. <laughs> I'm an Enneagram four. Well, you know, but I love you now because I know you're an Enneagram eight. Now that I love, I love you now because I know you're an Enneagram eight. I, I, does it work that way? I, I, I don't know. And it, to me, it just seems like what drives me crazy about this is then people walk around going, trying to figure out everyone's Enneagram number. Oh, I bet you they're an Enneagram six. I bet you bet you're doing Enneagram five. Like, who are you to walk around trying to place everyone in a category? I, so one, it becomes that, and not, then you, per, people become known. Well, that's I'm an Enneagram four. That's that's what I am. Okay. Well, here's the question: Are you discovered you're an Enneagram four? What are you supposed to be in Christ? I mean, I I, I don't know. I you can tell me what you think in regards to it. I'm I'm just going to stop right here. Uh, I, we're, I'm going to write, I got to write down where we're stopping. We're stopping at 30, at the 31 minute mark, right at 31 minutes. We may come back to this and listen to a little bit more. Again, I'm going to post this on, um, I'm going to post this at theologycentral.net and, uh, you can listen to the rest of it and then we can have a conversation about it. You can email me your thoughts, the Enneagram news, if at yahoo.com. How present do you think it is? How, how many Christian friends do you see talking about the Enneagram? I mean, I don't know. I just, I just feel like that this has come and gone. I, th- I thought we were done with it. I thought, 
you know, wash, like I, I dealt with it a couple of th- times and thought, give me a break. I mean, like, you know, let's move on. But here we are, 2022, Christianity Today, Enneagram. It's compatible with Christianity. Yeah, I, th- I think the Enneagrams are like, not necessarily like horosco- horoscopes, but like the astrology signs. Like, you know, hey, you're a Pisces. You're this, you're this, you're that. You're, and, and, and trust me, those things are cool for entertainment. Like, I, I, as I mentioned earlier, I mentioned the Linda Goodman books. Those things are absolutely fascinating. Like, you can go, whoa. That, that, but I, I would not say that reading that was going to make me a better Christian. It just, uh, okay, so uh, someone is saying that it's everywhere. The Enneagram is everywhere. And that, that's just, I just, I just don't get it. Maybe I'm trying to understand it. All right. I, I guess, I guess, I, I guess it's interesting to try to figure out which Enneagram number you are. I guess that's cool. I guess it's cool to figure that out. Maybe, uh, okay. Yeah. The astrology signs. Yeah. That, that is everywhere. The astrology signs are everywhere as well. So maybe she's referring to the astrology signs, not the Enneagram. So, uh, the astrology is everywhere as well. Um, and I, it's fascinating, but I just don't know what, what does it do for your Christianity? Like, how is this the answer? Like, you know, Hey, you need like, I, I like, I listened literally to a sermon preach the entire Enneagram. It was an entire series, like a six week series in a church teaching everyone the Enneagram. They were going to have groups get together so that everyone can figure out their Enneagram number. And I'm like, what in the world? Like, so the small groups were being replaced with Enneagram groups. And I'm like, how is this? And we're not going to study doctrine. We're not going to study theology. We're not going to study church history. We're going to take some time to study the Enneagram. Like of all the things, um, oh, okay. Someone just told me that uh, they've been trying to figure it out. Apparently you can be multiple Enneagram numbers. Okay, well, that not that convenient? I'm a four, I'm a five, I'm a three. That, that's, yeah, that, 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 that should help you greatly in your Christian life, okay? So I... I don't know. I I just wanted to at least mention this since it just dropped. Um, I, I probably could have done something uh, better, but um, I want that, that should help. Hey, that that's the iPad playing me. That's the iPad. I don't know. Okay. Well, hang on. I'm trying to. T- there we go. There we go. The iPad started playing the podcast. I don't know why. I'm like, why is the iPad playing the podcast? That was weird. Okay. Uh, thank, thank you, uh, Apple, for playing my podcast uh, live. I really appreciate that. Okay. Uh, th- that's another number for a live listener. Okay. But that was weird. So um, somebody, see, I'm, I'm talking negative about the Enneagram. Ooh, this is probably a sign that something bad's happening. No, I'm joking. Um, I, I, I just don't get it. Uh, okay. Uh, so... The, the person listening said, no, I meant uh, astrology signs, not horoscopes. The Enneagram thing is everywhere. Okay, so yes, astrology signs is very much like astrology signs to me. And they're saying the Enneagram is everywhere. And that that maybe we are going to have to spend more time with it. Maybe I just, I here's what I would say. I think that there's a day, I'm going to end with a couple of things. The Enneagram is getting you to focus on self, to discover self, to figure out the real you. When the Bible says to deny self, die to self and not follow self. That's problem number one. Problem number two is people get so caught up in the Enneagram thing 
that they spend their time studying that and figuring that out, but they don't know biblical hermeneutics, they don't know biblical theology, they don't know church history, they don't know doctrine, they don't know any of the 12 Bible study methods, but they know the Enneagram. That seems to be a misplaced focus. So that, that's another problem. And, and next, remember, our identity is not figuring out my Enneagram number. My identity is figuring out who I am in Christ. That, and, and taking whatever I discover. Now, I got no problem if it helps you figure out some things about yourself, but do you need the Enneagram to figure out things about yourself? Or do you need just a little bit of self-analysis to focus in on yourself? Or do you find yourself excusing your behavior because it's your Enneagram number? Well, you know, that's the reason I do that, because I'm a four. Well, that's irrelevant. Is it right or is it wrong? I, I, I don't know. So, so there's just some initial thoughts, but I'm going to stop right there, um, and I'm going to go home. And it must be cold outside. No, it's 36. It's warmer now. It feels cold here in the building. So I think I think that's just, yeah, the cold is telling me I need to go home. All right, so I'm going to stop right there. Now, I, I, after uh, over, what, three hours plus of live broadcast, you realize you just need to stop. So I'm going to stop. So uh, we, maybe we'll come back to this. We'll just see if this sparks. I don't know what this is going to, who knows? Either I'm going to get people mad at me or I'm going to get people going, man, the Enneagram is everywhere. You need to talk about it. And then, and then and, you know, who knows? I don't know. But it's on, when it shows up on the Christianity Today website, I guess you have to at least, you have to at least acknowledge it and deal with it. And this person has written, it sounds like two books on it. And uh, there you have it. And uh, we'll stop right there. You can email me, newsif at yahoo.com. Newsif at yahoo.com. Hope everyone has a great Wednesday. Hopefully uh, some of the teaching was beneficial. Thanks for everyone who's listening. Thanks, Twyla, and everyone have a great evening, and uh, God bless.